and this is something I didn't really get to mention earlier, but nervous system regulation has been like a huge thing in my journey because if we can't first regulate ourselves, we're unable to think clearly, which means if we're getting all this feedback and all these messages externally, we don't know left from right. So then we can't make clear aligned decisions. So I knew I was going to receive feedback, positive and negative, from publishing and, and sharing about my pivot. But I knew what was more important than like, what are people going to say is, how can I regulate myself and ground myself so that when someone does say something, I'm in a place where I'm, I'm not going to be as impacted or thrown off course because of it. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. Finding your voice is not for the faint of heart. A quote that came from my guest on the podcast today. And I can honestly say that I have opened up every episode of the podcast this year with that very question. How have you leveraged your voice to better your business and brand? And it looks so different for everyone. Everybody's journeys to find their own voice has happened at different stages in life and for different reasons. So I can't think of a better way to wrap up this first season than with today's guest, Welcome back to the Online Creator Podcast. This is episode 59, and today I get to speak with Terry Patrick. Terry is a sole purpose and transformational life coach. She is your guide to radical self-ownership and the embodiment of your true gifts, giving you the tools to create life-giving business from her journey as a burnt-out social media agency owner. Terry has found her profound alignment with her authentic self and integrated it into her business and brand. Her work is grounded in the core of who she is. And that is absolutely transparent through the conversation today. You can tell by her excitement in her voice and her expressions in her face, if you watch the video, that she is truly in alignment with where she is at in her business and life today. Terry is an intuitive empath teacher, visionary, and lifelong learner, and she's a firm believer in creating a soul-aligned, energetically supportive, and high-impact career while guiding others to do the same. Let's welcome Terry to the show today. I am so excited to start this conversation today with Terry. We met just in this online space, and I'm so inspired by this major pivot in her business that she has just taken. And I think it doesn't really matter whether you are a brick and mortar, whether you're strictly online. As entrepreneurs, we are constantly changing and evolving. That's just, that's just our journey. That's just part of entrepreneurship. And I don't know, maybe that's something that we could get into when we start the conversation. Yeah. But again, thank you so much for joining me today. 
Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I think you were on my podcast. It was like about like a year ago today. And we've been, like you said, following each other's journeys. And so much has shifted personally and professionally since, you know, probably the last time we spoke for both of us. But yeah, my pivot has been one for the books. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I keep joking to my boyfriend, like I have to write a book about this pivot because it's just been astronomically challenging in ways I've been challenged in ways I didn't think I could have experienced. When when you pivot, like you mentioned, entrepreneurs are always evolving. And that that is so, so true in so many ways. Like we evolve in our personal lives and that trickles down into our business sometimes. And that's that's the biggest thing is like when you're an entrepreneur, you kind of live and work and breathe your business. And so when these shifts happen in your personal life, sometimes they bleed into your professional life and it creates shifts in your business. And for me, I've always been very multi-passionate, multi-dimensional. I've always had a lot of interests, a lot of passions. I think us entrepreneurs naturally do. That's probably why we're entrepreneurs, right? We have a lot of big ideas and big desires and aspirations for our lives. And for me, I was at a point where my business, my previous business was not allowing me to tap into who I am and what I want. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is my previous business really kept me in a box. I was building a company brand versus a personal brand. I had all these labels on myself of who I am and what I do that felt very tight and constricted. When in reality, it's like I had so many interests and passions that I wanted to share with others online and make a part of my brand, but felt like I couldn't because, well, no, you're a social media manager or you, you just do brand design or you just build a website. So I really created this, these limitations for myself that felt very heavy and constricting as time went on. Even though I loved branding, I loved social media, I loved helping my clients with those things. I just had this feeling of like, is this it for me? Because there was so much more untapped potential that I felt like I was missing out on. And it was interesting. The pivot happened slowly over time. It was like these breadcrumbs of curiosity and just these like different twists and turns of things that I would Google or conversations that I would have that led me from point A to point B. And I noticed one of my, my, my best services that I offered the most, I helped many clients with marketing consulting, I noticed in those marketing consulting sessions that at the end of every session, we would get really deep into like this personal chat about my client's life. And they would always ask for my advice and always ask for my help. And it just kind of morphed into this like, wow, like I'm, I feel like I'm helping them more with their personal life than I am their brand. And I loved it. And they loved it. And there was just like this beautiful energy exchange where I felt like I was making a bigger impact. Like I'm not just helping them build a brand. I'm helping them heal themselves so that the way they show up in their business is more impactful. And that's when the seeds I felt were planted to kind of move and shift and, and start to think about like, I think I could do things differently. I love that. There's this repetitive feeling that I am seeing in this industry as well. And it it really is just kind of that human connection piece. Mm -hmm. You know, I went to my first in real person event in September 
down in Dallas. And we're Terry and I are both Canadian, so I love talking to a fellow Canadian. But it was super exciting for me because I had the opportunity to meet some of these like superstars that I have been watching, and there were superstars in my eyes uh, that I've been watching for a few years now. And I would say that common bond was just connection because they're just humans, just like you and I. And that common thread of connecting on a human level was really transparent. And it really, that's what I took away from it more than anything was the power of that human connection. And, and the relationship building is, and networking is honestly probably the number one reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Uh, When I started the podcast a year ago and I did it because I wanted to see this from the lens of my clients, like when I was helping them amplify their voices and then I was like holding myself back. So I was like trying to understand why. And, you know, as we kind of start letting ourselves move into some of these other areas that feel right for a reason, but we're not sure why it, it does take shape. It does take shape, but it's scary. It's so scary. So for you to move from you know social media agency owner to transform transformational life coach how has it been with your clients that you have served and now you're you're venturing into this new support system and and networking ability for them is it what's the what is the vibe been like what is the feedback yeah. So I'll I'll answer this kind of in two parts because I wanted to touch on the piece about connection because that actually fueled a lot of why I wanted to pivot. And for your audience listening, my my previous business was a social media and branding marketing agency. And the connection and no shame if you're in that industry at all. Like it's a great industry to be in. The demand is always high and the money is there. If that's what you want, absolutely go for it. But for me personally, the connections that I was making through branding clients, through helping people with their social media management and content creation were not, at least to me, they did not feel authentic. It was like this energy exchange of like, hey, can you create this and post this for me? And I knew that I wasn't using my gifts. I knew that I wasn't connecting the way that I wanted to connect with my clients and with people in general. And the connection that comes from being a life coach is real. It's like I'm actually making an impact in their professional life, maybe in their business if they have one, in their career, in their life at home. I'm not just posting a carousel graphic for them. And that is where I literally get chills because I'm like healing myself and others is my mission. And I wasn't able to achieve that through content creation, social media management, brand design. It, it all looked pretty. It made money, right? It felt good. But the, the connection between me and the client was very superficial. And sure, I can get to know their kids' names and hop on strategy calls and get to know a little bit about them. And, and that felt good. But it wasn't like, I'm really impacting this person's life, you know? So the shift started to happen slowly over time, like I said. And with my clients right now, I'll kind of briefly explain what it looks like behind the scenes. I still do have social media and branding clients as I transition because this started, this transition started maybe five months ago, like behind the scenes. I really didn't share it on social media until about August, but I have been very transparent with my clients. 
I've sent them emails. We've had face-to-face conversations. They know about my shift. They can see the shift on my Instagram. But they knew before it was publicly shared. And that was a very important part of my process because I really value transparency and communication and honesty. And those are things that I have to express through my actions. So that meant I had to share it with them first. Some of them responded like, oh my God, yes, like I'm so pumped for you. Like I had one client, like I told you earlier, my marketing consulting client that would always end up coming to me with their personal issues. She's like, I didn't want to say this. You were born to do this. I'm so excited for you. And then on the flip side, I had clients that were like really worried. Like, what does this mean for my business? Like, can we talk about this? And I was like, absolutely. Open communication and honesty is is always at the forefront of my mind. So I sat down with those clients and explained, we can still work with you behind the scenes, but you won't see me actively marketing these services. And essentially what I've done is just shrunk my roster probably less than half as to what I will accept for social media management clients. Instead of taking on 10, I maybe only have room and space and energy to take on two. Mm -hmm. So I conveyed that very clearly to my clients and made sure that, you know, I'm not I'm not just going to drop you and run away. I'm going to help you transition while I also transition. So I think that communication just cleared everyone's, you know, doubts and thoughts and, and that really helped. I think, well, two things there that you said that I think are really important. Um, one for sure is how you, how you mentioned that you weren't using your gifts. And mm-hmm. I think like you're just so much more young, younger than me, Terry. And I uh, just admire and applaud you for being so in tune with who you are and what your gifts are at this stage in life because I'm just figuring them out now and I'm <laughs> having a big birthday this December. And I'm having all kinds of feelings. And it's honestly, it's literally incredible. So you must have like an amazing support system in your life to be able to just lean into that. Because I feel like a lot of us hold ourselves back because there's there's so many other factors that are in play. If you have an agency that is very successful and doing really well, what the heck? Like, did you yeah. did you have those yeah. feelings? And how, even though you knew you weren't using your gifts, how did you quietly behind the scenes build momentum uh, to build that confidence to say, yeah, no, this is this is it? Yeah, this is a big one to, to unpack because mm-hmm. I think a lot of the biggest thing that holds us back from really maybe even taking that first step forward is like, what are my what's my family going to think? Yeah. What's my partner going to say? Like, mm-hmm. are they going to leave me if I tell them that I'm spiritual all of a sudden after being yeah. atheist for four years? Like. So, yeah, like this is this is a big topic because I felt like when I started to to publicly share with my family, with my friends on Instagram, I actually got a lot of like, what is going on with you? Like, are you okay? Like my parents were literally concerned for my mental health and I was like laughing about it because I'm like, I'm dealing with this is mental health. Like I'm healing. I'm going to therapy and And through that, I made a lot of realizations and the way that I slowly started to integrate it, I'm not going to lie, like it required a lot of time spent in isolation, reflecting and thinking and going inward because the minute we go outside of ourselves and we start asking everyone else, well, what do you think I should do? Or, well, what do you think about this idea? 
it doesn't give you permission to even try because the minute they give you a little bit of feedback that may not be what you want to hear, or maybe they, you feel judged or criticized by them, your fear starts to come up again. You feel a little bit more scared. You feel a bit less willing to try and take a risk. So then you go home and kind of crawl back into your shell. So I knew that if I wanted to make these changes tangible, I had to be alone for a bit. And I, I had to sit in my thoughts. And that that wasn't like me. Like the old me would have, you know, gone. My dad's an entrepreneur. And I, I would have went to him right away and been like, Dad, what do you think about this business idea? Or like I would have talked to my partner. I've been like, hey, what do you think about this? And I just stayed really quiet. And I, I got more in tune with myself. And I found that brought me a lot more clarity. And over time... As I started to share more and more and more about what I was doing and how I was pivoting, what I noticed is that all the insecurities and the fear and the doubt that were coming at me from all different angles, from all different people around me, was a reflection of them not feeling safe. Because my marketing agency is socially acceptable. That's a safe choice to take. It's very widely understood by society. This pivot to a lot of people who, who didn't know what was going on inside of me, in my head, in my body, in my mind, didn't make sense. And when someone, let's say my dad, for example, can't ex understand my pivot or even understand what life coaching is, they don't feel safe. So they're going to project those fears and that doubt onto me. So although my family loves me and supports me and they want me to, quote unquote, you know, be safe, that translates as like, oh, my God, my family doesn't support me, even though they just didn't understand. So there was a lot of like trauma to unpack there. And I'm still dealing with it to this day. So it's not something that like just, oh, I launched and I pivoted and it like goes away. It's, it's a constant evolution of reaffirming myself and not looking for validation from others. Such powerful words and that feeling that probably just excites you and, and brings that joy when you are stepping into this new direction and you are working with your clients that really need these tools from you and oh, support to be able to build that within themselves. Let's talk about how how you do work with clients right now then like learning about your energetic you know power and your energetic makeup is is super powerful in business but what does that look like what does that mean yeah so right now the new program i launched is called prosper with purpose it's one-on-one -on -one mentorship and one of my first pillars to that program is energetics and energetics is a big one but i want to go like we could talk about energetics for a whole hour because there's so many different avenues and categories to how your ener energy and your energetics and your energetic design impact how you show up in your business and your life. But the one I'll focus on just for the sake of time today is entrepreneurial archetypes. And this has been a really, a really big one for me. I, so I, I have a quiz you can take for those listening who want to figure out what their entrepreneurial archetype is. And I'll kind of explain how it works how it impacts you in life and business. And there's 12 different types. I won't go through all of them, but I will, I will explain kind of the breakdown. 
So the 12 different archetypes really reveal where you thrive and where your energy is depleted. It helps you create better structures that align with your energetic makeup. So when you do the quiz, you'll the result you'll get will show you four quadrants that exposes your qualities, your traits, your weaknesses, um, inherit to you as a business owner or someone, you know, working even in a job. You don't have to be a business owner for this to apply to you. And it gives you really valuable insight into how various entrepreneurs and creatives express themselves most effectively in their work. So many of us embark on our like online business journeys without considering how our unique energetic and strategic characteristics impact the creation of our offers and our systems. And this is sometimes what often leads to this sense of like disinterest and misalignment in our daily lives because we're not operating in a way that makes sense for us. We're operating in a way that society says we have to operate. Like you have to get up at 5 a.m. You have to grind. You have to work till 7 p.m. And da 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 That doesn't work for everyone. And I think more and more people are really leaning into that. So discovering your entrepreneurial archetype is really that first step to figuring out like what does align with and questioning how your routine may be affecting you. So my entrepreneurial archetype is the the creator, teacher, and coach. And in having a deeper understand understanding of those things, and that's just, just a small piece of it, has helped me in so many different ways. And it's made me realize that like before in business, I'll give you an example. Before in business, I didn't think that I could be learning something. So being a student and teaching something at the same time. And that's just who I am. Like my my friends always tell me like, Terry, you're always like teaching me new things. And it's because I'm always learning. And that's where my teacher coach archetype comes into play. I'm an eternal student but I'm also a teacher and a coach. So whatever I'm learning, I love to reflect to other people. And that's helped me create offers like Prosper with Purpose, where I can learn these new things, add them to my offer, and now teach my client how to integrate these resources into their life. So I'm not the kind of coach that has like this five-step methodology. Like my method will always evolve. And that's part of my archetype. And that's where I feel highly aligned, pulled toward and skilled at. So that's what I'm going to focus when I create my offers. It's kind of like my North Star. And again, this is like a tiny little piece of how energetics may impact the business that you create. And that's how it's impacted mine. Uh, That's so good. I have been doing a lot of inner work uh, myself, working with a um, coach. So, you know, you said something too before we get into your pillars and all this good stuff about how you've transitioned quietly behind the scenes to get there. And that's where I'm at too. And this coach told me too that I'm the same way. I'm a forever learner and I keep, because I think there's just so much noise around titles. So I guess my question is, did you have a hard time leaning into that coach title? Because I just think there's so much noise out there. So when my coach told me, you love reflecting, learning, and then helping others, Kim, like, you need to lean into that coaching space. And I'm like, yeah. oh, what are you talking about? I can't. I'm a strategist. That's, that's the word I like to use because right. that feels better. Was that part of that transition for you? Or was that an easy move into now that you yeah. learned about your entrepreneurial archetype? Because I think it's, it's a really important piece. 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I think that labels inherently without knowing sometimes place these parameters around us. Kind of like I mentioned at the beginning about how it was like, oh, well, I'm a social media manager, so that's what I do. And then you create this little invisible box around you where you can't do anything outside of social media. And it's the same for the the label coach, except where it has changed for me is that, sure, it may, it may label, say the label coach in my bio, but where I like to challenge that is in my content. And I, I have many interests. I have many things I want to learn, many things I want to do in my lifetime, many ways that I want to help people. And that's best portrayed through my content. So you may read, you know, coach or strategist in someone's bio, but it's really in their personal brand where you start to unpack that like, there's layers to this person. And I think that's where we can help better differentiate ourselves because there is so much noise in the industry of coaching. I do think to the same degree, like we have to be very careful with labels. I remember when I when I went to go literally update my Instagram, not only did I change my business name from the social anchor back to my personal name, but I also updated my bio from like social media management and marketing to I think it was at first uh, sole purpose and transformational life coach. That's still putting parameters around me. Right. So I have to be careful and aware of the labels I'm placing on myself. And I, I do think that they evolve over time. But I think the best way for me to express and explain to my community and my audience, like who I am and what I do, will always be through my content. And then that takes the pressure and the stress away from like, I am a coach and that is all I do. Yeah. I love that. I think that's really, really good. If you're creating video or audio content for your online business, then you need to check out the platform Descript. Descript is an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as a Word doc. Upload media or record directly in Descript to instantly transcribe your file into text. Then tweak the text to directly edit your media clips. Edit out filler words such as um, ahs, and likes, and silent gaps with a single click. Record your screen and webcam for presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before hitting publish. Use pro editing features such as a non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto captioning, exports, and much more. To try this platform risk-free, check out the free plan at Descript.com or check out the link in the show notes. I think this energetic makeup is so important and valuable for entrepreneurs to be able to, like you said, all those things, like how you set up your offers, how you work with your clients, how you show up every day, because that has been part of this whole first season and this podcast was, you know, how do you show up in your business to be able to sell basically what you do and to be able to create this energy that brings people in that people want to come to work with you it's like a no-brainer because they know that's the next step how has this pivot and change in your business created the opportunity for you to leverage your voice has it changed because I know you have your own podcast and we talked about content's really important for you so has it been an easier way for you to show up like what does that feel like it's the duality of life because in a sense, it's made it a lot easier 
but that comes with more, I guess, space for people to criticize and cast judgment. Because the more you start to express yourself, the more maybe vulnerable you are to people's opinions. And that's where a lot of the inner work came into play for me. Like I have to be able to, you have to be able to always regulate yourself and ground yourself while you're going through a pivot. And this is something I didn't really get to mention earlier, but nervous system regulation has been like a huge thing in my journey because if we can't first regulate ourselves, we're unable to think clearly, which means if we're getting all this feedback and all these messages externally, we don't know left from right. So then we can't make clear aligned decisions. So I knew I was going to receive feedback, positive and negative, from publishing and, and sharing about my pivot. But I knew what was more important than like, what are people going to say is, how can I regulate myself and ground myself so that when someone does say something, I'm in a place where I'm, I'm not going to be as impacted or thrown off course because of it. And to your question of, sorry, what did you mention earlier? How have you, how has this translated into leveraging your voice? Yes. So that's a big one because I really didn't feel like I had a voice before my pivot. And I actually had a comment from a, from a family member recently that was like, well, your page was just so much more professional before. And I'm going to unpack that for you right here because although it looked professional, that's also what it looked like for me to to live and breathe in a box where I felt trapped, expressionless, and unable to really share like that life doesn't always look perfect. So my company brand was very polished. It was very, you know, all the fancy photography and the, the very strict color palette, the very strict fonts. And it was when I shifted to my personal brand where I did not only find my voice and was able to start sharing my voice, but I was also able to explore my unique style, which I've never been able to do before. And finding your voice is not like for the faint of heart. You know, it's not easy to just like start sharing about your life and, and about your pivot and about yourself more authentically online. That's not an easy thing to do. So anyone who's listening who is doing that right now, like give yourself a pat on the back because we're always receptive to judgment. But again, it comes back to like, I can share my voice now because I'm I'm living in a more regulated, grounded state. So I'm less impacted by others. And that has helped me a lot in finding my voice after years of essentially conforming to everyone's expectations and leading my life based on what others said I should want or should do based on what I actually wanted. And I think that's why now when I speak up online, I'm so much more passionate and I, I don't care what I'm wearing. I don't care what my background looks like. Like I just show up as I am because that is how that is how I'm living my life. And yeah. those are my expectations. Those are my standards. Those are my desires. They're not stemming from a place of like, well, my dad wanted me to do this so that that's why I'm, I'm making myself look really professional and successful because I'll be rewarded if I look that way. So it's, yeah. been, it's been a lot more empowering to step into like my truth of who I am and, and share that with others because I, I know people want to feel like they can do that. Yes. They do. And regulating your nervous system is no joke. 
it's it's no. something that we we all need to work on because life keeps on living. Life throws yeah. us curveballs every other day of the week, and if we can't regulate how we respond to all these things that are happening in life, then you know we can't find that steady ground to yeah to not only live for ourselves but to support others that are around us and in our life. So that's super powerful, and I love. That actually just yeah, it just opened something in me that I can I could totally feel it and and understand where you're coming from a hundred and ten percent. And I'm so excited for you for this next piece of this journey that this next chapter in your book and and a part of that too, you are building or renovating because you're super creative, like you're super talented from what I have seen and watched online. Um, you have a fantastic eye for design and. And that's been kind of part of this journey as well for you, yeah. right? Like, can we share a little bit of, of you're having fun with that piece? Yeah, that's making me laugh because <laughs> um, when I first, so my partner and I just bought our first house and it, it's it's a fixer-upper. Like, we bought a fixer-upper kind of on purpose because I was like, yeah. I just want to, like, throw a yeah. hammer on a wall, like, paint and, like, have fun with it, you know? And it's funny because when I first started to feel, like, is this it for me? Like, how could I pivot? When I started to think about how I wanted to change my business, I've always loved interior design. I've always loved home renovations. I always follow so many people that do those things. And I was like, okay, that's it. That's the pivot. I'm going to go become an interior designer. I'm going to start a home renovation company. And I'm going to flip the house and share it online. And I'm going to create a blog and a podcast and all these things, right? I call it the Bancroft home because we, we live on uh, our streets called Bancroft. And we moved and I started doing that. And I realized this is just a passion. This oh, is yeah. just, this is just a, a tool in my life or a, an exercise or a practice that helps me get creative and out of my head and into something fun and allows me to play. And I realized in that moment, like, I don't want this to be a business. Yeah. I want to share this online because my friends and family love it and they want to see what I'm doing. But I also, for once in my life, like take the pressure off of yourself to make every single passion a business. Right. And I realized that that's what I was doing. I was like, oh, I'm passionate about this. Let's make it a business. Oh, I like this. Let's make it a business. But then the minute you make it a business, you put this invisible layer of pressure and expectation or an outcome on yourself. And then it's no longer fun. And you're not going to show so, up for it. Yeah. And you're not going to show up right in the way that you want to. Right. So I, I realized that this outlet for me was sacred and I had to keep it sacred and keep the business out of it. Do it for fun on the weekend with my boyfriend. Do it for fun and just for me and release any sense of outcome, result or expectation around it. And now it's just like, okay, well, what am I going to paint this weekend? And, and I kind of see where I go with that. But I don't, I don't always record it. Because I, I've released that pressure I love and it. it's less robotic for me now. So it's a creative outlet, but it is funny that you mentioned that because I originally thought that that was going to be like my new business. That was the pivot before the pivot. That's so, that's so cool. That's so cool that you figured that out and, and pretty yeah, quickly, like, right? You were like, wait a second. Yeah. Because it's hard yeah. when you have so many passions in it and creative outlets in your life and you're like wondering like how can I think that's just a human nature thing like we're constantly trying to figure out like what what path yeah. should I go on and what direction and 
what makes sense. And but learning that quickly was good. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was laughing because I, I remember literally sitting here being like, can we just not make a business around this for once? Like, can we just have fun with it? And it helped me tap into like that inner playfulness that sometimes we all need. Good. That's so good. Okay. What does healing and spiritual growth mean to you? Because that's that's a pretty powerful statement. And what do you, I guess, wish other entrepreneurs knew, knew um, more about that in order to be able to allow themselves to to go inwards and to work on that themselves? Yeah, I, this is a big one and I, I want to be intentional in the way that I answer it because I'm very passionate about spirituality, especially in the sense that I think it's, it's very often perceived as woo-woo or like all these, you're delusional. And there is a wide spectrum of spirituality and many people who define themselves as spiritual or practicing spiritual spirituality in their life fall somewhere along this, this spectrum. Mm-hmm. For me personally, healing and spirituality, simply put, as short form as I can make it, just makes me a better person. I am able to show up for my family in more loving and attentive ways. I am able to fill my own cup. I'm able to take a breath and regulate myself when there's a, a challenge happening at work or in my personal life that feels really heavy. And for me, that that's what spirituality is. It's it's a belief and a practice that helps me stay grounded as I navigate the highs and lows of life. And you can get as woo-woo as you want with spirituality. You can sit here with your crystals and your shaga shakes and whatever the heck you want. And then if that's your thing and that's what helps you feel better, then do that. But for me, I think when I kind of came out, for lack of better words, as spiritual, my family was like, are you okay? Like, how's your mental health? And I was like, it's never been better. Because spirituality to me is self-care. It's... I call meditating like spending time with your soul. It's given me the most clarity I've ever needed in my entire life because for once in my life, spirituality has given me the gift of self-awareness and like, what do I want instead of what does everyone else want for me? So it's just about being a better, kinder, more open, loving, creative, grounded person. And that's what it means to me. And what I wish entrepreneurs knew about maybe spirituality or even self-discovery is that these are tools that will forever help you in your business, in your professional life, and in your personal life. Because when push comes to shove and shit hits the fan, you need something to ground yourself. Whether that be self-development, whether you label it self-development or spirituality, doesn't matter. Label it whatever the heck you want to label it. But have something in your life that you can fall back on to regulate yourself because it helps you be more flexible and resilient to the challenges that life's going to throw at you. Yeah, I think for those that don't maybe know where to start when it comes to like that inner work, whether it's like, what does meditation look like? And I'm not a journaler and all those things. I think you said it right. Just find something that allows you to find some kind of pause. Yeah. (laughs) No, to be able to just take a minute to reflect on what's happening um, and how you're feeling 
Because if you don't, like, it doesn't have to be journaling. It doesn't have to be meditation, but it has to be something where you uh, allow yourself to just be in the moment of you. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it either. It's just because it's different for everyone, but everyone needs it in their life because where, how do you ground yourself if you don't have that, you know, the whole mask thing in the uh, airplane, right? You have to put the mask on yourself before you can help anybody else around you. It's that same analogy with, with just life. So I love that. I love this conversation. How do people find you, Terry, if they want to work with you? How do they get to know what you offer and how to get into your world? Yeah, I'm most active on Instagram, or we all. Um, My username is Terry D. Patrick, T-E-R-I-D-P-A-T-R-I-C-K. And from there, I have all the links in my bio. We can have a free chat if you want. Like I'm I'm even just open to connecting and having an open conversation. I have a podcast too, and I love to have like-minded creatives on on my podcast just for casual chats as well. And if you want to work with me, again, my link is in my bio, so you can research some of my services and, and chat with me there. I'm also on TikTok, less active on TikTok, but I'm there if you want to go check out some of my videos. And yeah, that's basically how you can find me. Thank you so much. I'll make sure that everything's listed in the show notes as well, so it's readily available. Uh, Thank you for your time, for your energy today, because I just find you so inspiring. And I'm so excited for what this next uh, chapter, like I said, will lead into in your life. So thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. And I just wanted to say that I appreciate you even telling me that I've inspired you because sometimes we sit in our own bubble and we we don't think anyone is watching us or is inspired by us. And, and you've just reminded me that, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing is so important. So thank you for that. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes. And please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.